With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to another episode of Round the Boards, the Speedway podcast. We're back. Once again, for for a sixth episode, um, I'm more than happy that we made it this far. Uh, and once again, joining me on the show this evening, my co-hosts, Rob Ludlow and Kane Watt. How are we doing this week, guys? Not bad. All good. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, all good, all good. Happy to be back again. Happy that you know, no one's sick and tired of me or Kane talking yet. That's good. <laughs> they, might, they might be sick and tired well, of the, the the accent, but... I am, but... You know, I, I yeah. signed up. I know what I signed up for. So yeah, we we have to sort of put up with um, the northernness of it, but uh, I, I think we can get by. This is my final episode on the Round the Board Speedway podcast. <laughs> I've been out of it. We love we love you, really, Ken. Oh yes, yeah, sure. That's the that's the only time I'll say that. Right. But um, yeah, uh, after what was a um, a really enlightening conversation with Ty Proctor and last week. Um, some absolutely fantastic comments back from that. And once again, I must um, thank Ty for his time last week. And I can't wait to have him back on the show again, because it really was uh, an excellent show. Um, so can't wait for him again. Moving on to a show this week. Um, we're just going to touch on some news this week. So obviously um, the news has come out regarding the Grand Prix series. Um, and we're going to have a new world champion in 2022, Artem Laguta. And Emil Saifutinov will not be in the Grand Prix series um, this season. And I just want to, without getting too political on this and the reasons behind it, I think um, we, we will all come together and condemn the Russian invasion of, of the Ukraine. But m- moving away from that, and I'd rather we look at what's coming into the series this year. We've obviously got um, potentially Dan Bewley and uh, Jack Holder coming into the equation. I just want to gather your thoughts, guys. Um, where you think that they'll stand in this series this year. I'll start with you, Kane, and your thoughts. Um, both of them are quite good riders. I, would, I think they would have preferred to have a, the full off-season's notice, if, if they are in. You know, we're just going off speculation at the moment. But, uh, you know, I, I think Jack Holder was a bit... It was unfair on him not to be in it to begin with, because I thought he weren't into a place after his 
it's last season. But um, yeah, I, I think they both are capable of putting some good scores in. But I, I can't see them challenging for the top eight as or top six even. Um, just down to the basis that they've not had the time to prepare. So they're really on the back foot from the get go, and if they get anything from it, it's it's a big achievement. But also, I think we'll, it won't be the last time we see either of them in the GPS. So it's just getting experience from them. And and your thoughts as well, Rob? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Kane on it. I think Holder will do. I'd, I'd stick my neck out and say Holder will do better than Beauty, but um, I think. Uh, I think Bewley might take a few rounds to adjust. It's quite, it's quite, um, it's quite hard racing in the Grand Prix. Uh, there's, you know, especially if you're not if you're not away from the tapes and leading, you could be, uh, you can get caught up in quite a few dive bombs on the bends and things like that. So, um, I think it might take him a few rounds to adjust. But uh, yeah, I can't see that. I, I can see them being a sort of midfield riders. Really, I, I don't think again either of them would be near the top six. But um, it'd be good to have them. I think they'd be they're both entertaining riders. So I think it'd be really good to have them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I, I agree with the both of you. Um, again, not not a first on this podcast, but we we really need to stop agreeing on such topics. But um, for me, and I, I spoke a little bit with Kane regarding this. Um, I agree with Jack Holder, who's probably in a better position uh, than Dan Bewley at the moment to compete in a Grand Prix series. Again, my concern, what Kane touched on as well, is the preparation for a Grand Prix series. They've almost been thrown in last minute. Have they got the equipment? To, to to be able to compete at this level, ready for a Grand Prix series. And I suppose you could say it's a little bit unfair, but if they get the opportunity, I'm sure that they will take the experience and, and hopefully put themselves in a window for next season as well. Although we look ahead to, to further years and we, we have to obviously take into consideration Emil and Artem coming back. And where does this leave other riders? I don't know what your thoughts on this are. Uh, yeah, obviously it's it, it's definitely from a from a purely speedway point of view. The, the sooner we have Sofutinov and Laguta back in the Grand Prix, the better. Um, the the GP series is better than better better with the minute. Um, it's a shame that you, we have a world champion that's not going to be able to um, defend his world title. Politics aside, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, they're definitely it's, it's a shame. Um, I, Hopefully they they get a speedy return. But um, Bewley and Holder is assuming they do get in. Of course, um, I don't know who they get. they are the first two. They are the top two reserves. But um, I don't know if they might go down the route of picking the next two from the Grand Prix qualifiers from last season. But um, yeah. yeah, if Bewley and Holder get in, that'd be uh, I'd be very happy with that. That's, they're they're exciting riders, good racing, um, both both capable of making passes. They don't just stick it on the curb. So yeah. Um, I'll be very excited watching them take the Grand Prix. So, um, moving on then to tonight's show and um, something a little bit different to what we've approached in the past, but equally something I'm quite excited to talk about. Um, Obviously, we're we're recording this, um, but as you listen to the show, um, today is International Women's Day, um, where we celebrate the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women and spread the message of gender equality and work together in making a better society where there is no gender bias. And and this year, the UN declared the theme of the day is gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow. Um, I think it's important that we we celebrate um, women, both from the past and in the present. 
and I think it's really interesting that we're now going to talk about women in speedway um it's not something that is is primarily talked about a lot um so so what what sort of i mean i've we've got some questions together we've got a couple of great guests coming on i don't want to say too much about the guests because i want them to speak openly about what they're doing this season but we've got um alan critcher who is who lives down in kent he's a big advocate of women's speedway and he's taken ownership and will be the coordinator of a, a championship over on the Isle of Wight this season. And we've also got a rider, um, Steph Whitlock, who's based on the Isle of Wight, who we're going to speak to as well. They'll be joining us on the show shortly. But guys, is it, is it, do, do you wonder why there's, there's not more females in speedway or do you think that there's reasons behind them not having much an impact in speedway? Um, I, yeah, I think it's a difficult, it's a difficult question to answer. Um, you know, when you, to be fair, when you, when you go to Speedway and you look on the terraces, um, it's, it's generally, um, this is, you know, it's a, this is quite a general statement, but it's generally quite a, a sort of male, male orientated sport. But, um, yeah, it's in terms of, in terms of, uh, women riders, it's, it's very much grassroots at the moment, isn't it? Because, um, I think, I think on the continent, there are a few, there are a few more, female riders especially in poland that are, are, are doing okay but um obviously over here it's with the female riders at the moment are definitely in the uh, just in the in the development leagues but it'd be I, I don't see why 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 we couldn't have more more female riders and, and eventually um you know professional speedway riders speedway riders female riders up in the top top leagues of britain so um i, I yeah it's difficult to put a to sort of hit it on the nail hit the nail on the head with why there aren't many female speedway riders but I don't know. I don't see why why they can't be why they can't be more in the future, especially. And, and just your thoughts as well, Kane. Just while just while I wait for Alan and Steph to join us, um, what are your thoughts on 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 um, women in speedway? Uh, yeah, I just talk about what Rob said there. That um, you know we don't the the divide there. It's like it's it's predominantly males, but uh, I think that the future. You know, the world's always changing, and yeah. Um, why why can't women be in speedway? I don't see a reason why not. Lovely. And just as just as you finish speaking there, Kane, um, uh, Steph's just joined the meeting with us. Um, great to have you on the show, Steph, and thank you for joining us this evening. It's much appreciated by us guys as we start off on our own adventure in the speedway world. Um, we just want to talk to you about while we wait for Alan. Um, I just want to talk to you about. How your interest in Speedway begun? Um, how did you get into Speedway? Uh, it all was down to my dad, really. Um, my first Speedway meeting was when I was seven days old. <laughs> so it's been yeah. ever since then. Um, so yeah, my first Speedway meeting was um, at Arena Essex in 1994. And then I was going every week with my parents. Um, and then when we moved down to the Isle of Wight, we carried on coming over ever since and then we've um started helping out volunteering so me and my parents actually run the track shop for the isle of isle of white so um and we were over there my dad's over there most of the time anyway helping out maintenance and everything so yeah so it's a full-on thing for us yeah 
and, and just as just as you finish speaking there, I can see that Alan Alan has joined us on the call as well. And fantastic to have you on the show, Alan. And thanks for coming on this evening. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, not not a problem. Um, I, whilst I've got you two here, I had I had quite a bit written down um, about what what we could discuss. But I want to I, I almost want to hand it over to you guys because I want you to to take this platform and speak about. Um, what you're up to this year and, and to begin with with you Alan if I can um, yeah. just to initially start off so obviously you've asked to been asked to coordinate um, the British Women's Championship this season on in the on the Isle of Wight just just talk to us about how this come about and what the series is going to entail this year uh, well obviously Barry Bishop at the Isle of Wight Speedways <clears throat> is is the promoter in so much that he's he owns a track and he's got the facilities um we went over last year and had some races on the island which were just four ladies racing in two or three heats themselves of which steph was involved and um i think it came out of that really it it, it was good it was good entertainment it was good racing and in discussions with Barry, he knows I've got some other connections with, with some lady riders. And it sort of evolved from there. And he's announced that we're going to do a championship this year. So uh, that's really where it came from. That's brilliant. And so the actual the competition itself is going to consist of... Um eight UK female riders racing in a three-round series on the Isle of Wight. Yes, um, that's right. Dates, dates for these are the 14th, 28th of July and the 2nd of August for all interested parties who might be going over to the island to, to watch this uh, this season. And then after the three rounds, the top four will race off in a big finale, basically, where a winner takes all at the end of it. Is that is that correct? Aaron? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that the final will run on the final date of the 2nd of August after the the heats have taken place there'll be some other racing no doubt on the night and then once the calculations are done yeah there'll be a grand final with the four top point scorers over the three rounds and then and then we're looking at crowning our first female british speedway champion i suppose at the end of this series which which is an exciting prospect uh, and it must be exciting for both you steph and for you alan that um that finally there's some recognition uh, in the sport. Yeah, go, Steph. Have, you, have your say, and then <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it together as well. Then. Yeah, it's, re it's really good to um, actually see some ladies getting the um, airtime, as you you call it, um, in a sport that's always been male dominated for years. Um, so to actually have a championship specifically for us, it's um, we're all pretty buzzing over it, really. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a yeah, few odd ladies riding, Nathan, but um, they've had they've had to race against the men. I mean, I think probably the most successful was Jessica Lamb, who actually rode in what was the Conference League then, which is now the National League. But she eventually had to retire after a a, a bad arm break in an accident on the speedway. Yeah, and then um, I'm looking at um, 
some some female riders that have uh, that are moving into some of the development leagues this year. I'll see uh, Tyre Thurtle is going to be, is named in the Kent side in the mid. Yeah, that's Tyre. Yeah, Tyre yeah. So, so I mean, we're looking at um, these women um, jumping into to these higher leagues and and hopefully, I suppose, making that step up to the national league. I think that's got to be the main aim for them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really nice that clubs are now recognising that the ladies are out there. I mean, obviously, Steph's involved with the Isle of Wight and has has been for a couple of years now uh, in a riding position. But it's nice that Kent have picked up on Taya, who who rides at Iwaid quite a lot in sort of amateur meetings and. And, and practice days. So she is sort of known amongst the Iowa people, but it's certainly good that she's she's actually been offered a team place. Yeah. I know I know you've been you you've been announced in the uh the White Link Wizards team for twenty twenty two, uh Steph, which um we're just waiting to see some uh fixtures confirmed for you. But that, that must be quite exciting as well to to join up with um, some other riders, I mean, there's some there's some notable names in the side, like Jamie Seeley, I believe, um, yeah, there as well. So it must be quite. And then you look up a little bit, and you look into the Warriors team as well. You've got experienced people like uh, Ben Morley in the team, and there's Dan O'Verge as well. So it must be quite exciting to have these guys around to to help you along the way on your journey. Yeah, of course. It's been a eye-opening experience while I've actually been in the pits with my bike setting up on an actual meeting night because always beforehand I'd always be at my first skid so it would just be practicing everything but actually being in the pits and feeling what the atmosphere is like during an actual competitive meeting it's um it's gotten me more hungrier to be honest it makes Mm. me want to go further I've seen um we've had Morgan Williams um ride for the Wizards and then he's been involved a lot more with the Warriors and in individual meetings so I don't see why I can't do that in the future if I keep um, developing well, getting faster, and that. So that's what I'm aiming yeah. for. Oh, brilliant! And and obviously, I don't, I'm not going to push Alan on this one. I had a brief discussion with Alan yesterday regarding um, the meeting, the British Championships, and the eight riders concerned. Obviously, um, I, I think Alan and, and Barry have probably got names set in stone, but obviously, for you being on the Isle of Wight and being there on the Isle of Wight, you'd love to be involved in this championship. Of course, my home track, um, my family's here. It'll be really great to um, actually participate in a full-on championship with um, stuff on the line, really. Yeah, so uh, and I want to move on to to, to an almost... It's, it's, it's the topic of women's speedway, and I want to get your opinions on this as well and I'll get Kane and Rob and Alan's opinions on this as well. Um, why why do you think women's speed, I, I suppose you could put it down to experience and um, in what has always been a male orientated sport but why, why are there not more male and female riders together and have, have you ever, have you met, what sort of resistance and boundaries have you been met with trying to enter the sport and I mean in terms of sponsorship financial covering is has there been, have you seen or witnessed any uh, of that resistance i'll start with you steph sorry i think the main resistance really is the total cost of it i've found in the last few years because i've had a bit of engine trouble that the cost is quite significant even to start up 
like first getting the bike, getting all your equipment and everything. So I think that is one of the main um, resistance to actually like younger people, if they don't have a backing sponsor, you see all these young guys in like team GB and everything, they've all got a massive list of sponsors, but if you're not able to get that, it's a lot harder to get your equipment all together. So yeah. I've, I've found that I've had to take a few of the training nights off because I've been waiting for my engine to come back because at first I wasn't fully able to pay for it straight away because obviously I've still got to work and yeah. every other living expense as well. So um, that's, I think, is one of the main, not problems, but boundaries really yeah. to enter in it. And Alan, I just, yeah. just want to ask you: Do you do you think there's been a naivety towards women in speedway? Um, and because it being a male-orientated sport, do you think people don't fully appreciate that that women can be just as good as a male if given the opportunity? I think, yeah, possibly. Sort of in the UK, that's 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 probably a valid point. Um, Certainly, if you look across to Europe, there are some extremely good riders, female yeah. riders out there. If you and they, are, they are competing in sorry, league Alan. teams. Yeah, sorry, sorry I was Nathan. just going to say, if you, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you there. I just wanted to say, do you want to uh, name a few of those that are out on the continent? Just let's 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 get these names out in the open and let's 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 get these and let's show them as winners almost. Yeah, I mean, probably. The most high profile at the moment is Selena Liebman, who's who's a German girl, and she rides also in a Polish league team. Um, she's probably one of the best currently, certainly in Europe. Uh, Cindy Weber's another German girl who rides, I think she rides in Checo. I think she's got a team placed there. Um, and Anne Catherine Gerdes is another German girl. Um, looking further afield, there's two or three really good girls riding in the States. And, and also, um, I know of two good girls in Australia. Um, two, of the, two of the American girls, um, one is exceptionally good. Um, which is Sarah Cords. Uh, she she's regularly racing against men, and is proving to be, you know, equal to um, to a lot of the riders in the league that she's in. Um, certainly, the Aussie girls are riding in in sort of open meetings. They don't have team structures as they as we do in Europe and in the UK. They they have sort of more individual meetings and sort of local club meetings but one of them's riding quite successfully in that in that level Brilliant. and, and we've Sorry, also had some of the, the you know we've had some of the girls over in past years who steph's sort of met as well um both the aussie girl and the american girl that you know i'm referring to have both raced on the isle of wight Oh, that's good. That's brilliant. And, and thanks for just putting some of those names across. And um, we're hoping this platform, although 
Uh, we're starting out fairly new and we hope this platform may be able to help launch women in Speedway. And, and if we can help in any way, this is this is what we're trying to do. We're, yeah. I, I mentioned to you yesterday, we've got we've got no agenda. We we won't edit anything out in a conversation that we have because we're just trying to promote what's in front of us, which is a fantastic sport. Um, yeah. Had its it's had its knockers um, very recently in the years, but but with us three, it's about pushing Speedway on to another level. And if we can help in any way with that, that's what we want to do. And I don't yes. want to go down the path of um, knocking people, but I believe um, women are just as important in Speedway as the men themselves. And just like we always, um, in a sport, we always look like we want to develop the youngsters. We also wanted to develop the genders as well. And I think this championship in on the Isle of Wight is, is absolutely fantastic. And as, and I wish you all the luck, Alan, as coordinator, yeah. and I hope everything runs smoothly for you. Well, um, the girls outside of the UK have, have picked up on this British Championship. And in fact, um, Selena Liebman contacted me last night because she had seen um, like a press release thing, which I think was in Spanish. But she had picked up the fact that she was supposed to be riding in it. And was asking me, is that possible? And I said, well, unfortunately, it's not. It's a British Nationals only event. But the girls in Europe have seen it, and I know Haley in Haley Cudgel in in the States is, is is aware of it, as is Sarah Gords, and Tegan Penner in Australia. She wanted to come and ride in it, but of course, it being a British Nationals only this year. They, they they won't be allowed to, but maybe next year it can be opened up to uh, overseas riders, which would be was, something uh, else. Yeah, I was, was going to say this. I mean, this is an opportunity now that if people are made aware of it on the continent, this could open up to something much bigger over the course of the next few years. And I'd be interested to see how how this championship this year develops and how we move on to future years as well. But I just want to, I'm going to bring Kane and Robin on this one. I don't want them sitting in the background. Um, and I just want to bring up something that I'd noted down. And I want to use an analogy of horse racing. Um, because if we look, um, particularly over the most recent history, we've got jockeys like Hayley Turner, Bryony Frost, and then we've got Rachel Blackmore as well, who uh, became the first female to win a Grand National in 2021. And it's, it's a, what I called it, it's a it's a man and beast, but it's now a woman and beast as well. And and this is where the analogy between horse racing and speedway is very similar for me. It's about it's about a man or a woman on a bike rather than a horse. So do you see a future in speedway for for, for men and women at the top level battling together to be British champions, to be world champions? I'll come to you first, Kane, and, and see what your thoughts are. I mean I can't I can't see why not. The spot's always changing, and if the the spot for the women is it gets the recognition it deserves, then it's only going to get higher and higher in the the level and the uh, what's the word the um the quality. So you know if if it keeps building and building, I don't see a reason why we could see a a, a both genders in a GP or a women's and a men's in the future. And and Rob, like, what are your thoughts? Can and particularly, why why do you think it's taken so long for 
for women's speedway to take off? Um, I, I think it's a, that's a that's a that's a hard question to answer, really, in terms of why it's taking so long to to, to take off as such. But um, I'm definitely with Kane on on the fact. I think that um, you could have a, a mixed gender world championship. I don't. I, I think the speedway having the setup of the bikes um, uh, and just being fast on on the on the bike itself is yeah. That's a leveler between between female and male. I think so. I, you know, if we have a male and a female championship or we have a, a mixed gender, I think it, it could definitely be successful. And I think eventually we'll get to the point where we'll have um, female riders that are, are just as are just as good as, as 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 the GP riders we see on the telly every every month um, at the moment. So um, in terms of why women's view hasn't necessarily caught off, I think it is. It's, I think the main the main point would be is it's it's been a pretty much male dominated sport since since coming into being really it's not it's always been male dominated so to see female riders coming on board and and getting involved is yeah it, with a bit of time the the quality is going to be there and i think i think we'll end up with with either 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 or both um genders in one in one meeting or or separate means either way i think it i think it works both ways yeah i suppose and i suppose steph the ultimate dream for you would be to have a world championship and and for you to be in that world championships of course yeah um there's a long way to go for me yeah. personally but um even if i see other women taking part in a world championship that'll be an amazing thing to watch i don't see why it can't happen i think more so it's the um getting given the opportunity is the main thing because the only way i got involved with sitting on a bike was because barry and martin bought speedway back to the island and with that barry bought his um speedway school my first skid so that's if other places around britain and the world really can offer more track days kind of thing i know we have quite a few in britain and advertise that it's for everyone um young old male female everything mm. then i think a lot more women will be open to trying it because there is a lot of um women motorsport fans you see them everywhere so if they find out that they can actually have a go and actually try out for teams and so Devon I think we'll get a lot more people interested and I suppose a lot of it is down to the um, promotional aspect of it as well I think we've seen over the years um, Speedway hasn't always been the best promoted sport in the world and I, I just want to move on to another topic and um, I know me Robin Kane of have certainly faced this over the past week or so where we've been doing some initial research on on women in speedway but we've also looked into the the development leagues that so the leagues that are below the develop the national development league and you almost i mean i've i've spent some time last night chatting to people messaging people have you got this information what's this information it doesn't it doesn't appear on the face of it that there's much out there in terms of research, apart from personal pages like the Isle of Wight page and, and Weymouth. And I know there's a there's a Cradley team coming over to the Isle of Wight as well. But both you and Steph and Alan, what what do you what are your overriding feelings regarding those leagues that are just below the National Development League? Do they get the publicity that they deserve? Uh, I don't think they do. No, um, they've not really been encouraged either from what I can see, certainly in, in the last three or four years, there's been a, a little bit of a conflict about these teams 
not being allowed to run because they don't have a home track. And yet there are tracks who have been prepared and in fact have, have allowed them to run on their tracks. So I, I just don't feel there's been enough encouragement from the hierarchy to, um, to bring on lower leagues below the National League, which is their own particular league that they're more interested in. I don't know. I mean, Rob, I'll bring you in here. We had some strong discussions just before we come on, on the podcast this evening about nomadic teams, especially, and, and not being able to ride if you haven't got a home track. It, it just seems strange for me. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, man, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I, I can understand you don't want a nomadic, a nomadic team in, in, in the Premiership or the Championship. That makes sense. But for, for, for them not to, not to allow a nomadic team in the in the in the development leagues below the national league is just it's just daft. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think the, the more teams, the better. Um, I know when Swindon were running in 2019, we had Reading racing at um, at Swindon, um, and then they were told for 2020 they couldn't because they they didn't they didn't have their own track. And it's just um, obviously yeah they wouldn't have ended up racing at racing at Swindon anyway. But it, it just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me at all. I think you know I, I think that the rules need to be a loosened a little bit for that especially um i was going to ask actually steph um steph this, this is a quick question for you have you got uh i know obviously you're you're signed on to race for the isle of Wight, but have you got have you have you have you got a team in the uh, in the other development leagues because um as i said we, we've we tried to do a bit of research but there is very little to almost nothing on any of the teams so i'm just curious to see if you've if, if you have a team spot else in in any other league no not yet um to be honest, in the last year, I've not really seen much about any of the development league, really. I know um, they only had a handful of teams, but I've not heard anything recently about them, to be honest. Yeah, I did, it, I did I, hear, uh, I actually spoke to Lawrence Rogers last night, um, and there's, there's three teams in confirmed in the Midland and Southern League, with one still to be announced. Um, he wouldn't go into much more detail than that. I didn't really press him, but... It, that seems that also seems quite a worry why you wouldn't allow nomadic teams in if you've got that few teams in a development league. Now, my impression is Speedway is about developing all riders, all abilities to, to move them up through the league. So why wouldn't the BSPA be involved in this? It's almost like the BSPA have brushed their hands of, of anything below the National Development League. It's, so Steph, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push you onto anything regarding the BSPA, but it almost feels like they're they're not supporting these development leagues. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Because um, if you look at the amount of riders that have been riding in development leagues and now don't have a team because the nomadic teams aren't allowed to ride, it's listfuls, and now you're um, delaying their development and track time. For them to get better so they're only able to do track days and not actual racing which is two completely different um experiences in itself you can't practice any type of racing so the fact that a lot of riders have had that taken away from them it's it's horrendous to be honest i think and i think i, think, I, mean, I uh, think also there's there's now a surplus of riders who are probably National League standard because there's only seven, I think, seven teams in the National League. So there's an awful lot of riders 
that haven't got a ride in the National League because all the teams are full. And yet they're probably at least that standard if if maybe in the six or seven position. And, and now they're not riding. And I think you're going to lose some riders who are going to have to take a proper job, in inverted commas, yeah. and to earn money. And they'll probably or could even be lost to Speedway because there's just no opportunity other than amateur meetings. Yeah, and it, it, but it, I mean, it's, it, it's excellent that, that we've got a championship created here. And <laughs> I, just, I just feel that the, the BSPA have missed a trick here. And I've, I'm, I'm pretty certain that I've seen in previous years on the web, on the, the British Speedway website that it's been supported. I've seen um, articles relating to, to these development leagues, but they almost seem to have vanished. Um, and I find it, I find it strange that the BSPA wouldn't. And in the interest of fairness, um, I'll put it out there now. If anyone who's connected with the BSPA or or know someone who's connected and they want to get in touch with the Rain the Boards podcast, please get in touch because I would like to hear your point of view, and I, I'd like to know why there isn't more support for these development leagues and and why there's not not more support. I'd, I'd like to see the BSPA come out and support the British Women's Championship this year. I'm yet to see anything from them. And I think that would be a real shot in the arm if they would just come out and, and show some real support or even some sponsorship towards this championship. And I'm sure it would help you, Steph and Alan. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing quite well with with getting it out, out there ourselves. Um, Barry's exceptionally prolific, you know, on on the internet and and facebook is good i mean you know yeah. we've got a really good strong um women in speedway group which which a lot of people look at and take note of now and um i must say alan i've, I've only recently um joined that group and and i always find myself on there and, and interested in some of the articles that are on there so you're correct in that the social media and Twitter is important. And I don't think it could be underestimated the work that Barry Bishop's done on the island. And uh, unfortunately, I think he was busy this evening and he would have been on, he would have been on the show, but sorry, carry on, Alan. I think um, the work that Barry does is, is very underestimated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and he's got some good guys with him. Um, Rob Dyer's particularly good. But on social media, he's particularly good on publicising, and and it all helps. You know, it's it's just pushing it forward. Not not just the women in speedway star side of it, but the whole amateur and this level just below the national league level. There's there's so much there's so much racing there, and and people don't go to watch two exceptionally good riders disappearing in the distance and two yeah. riders trailing at the back. What makes a good race is four equal riders. And yeah. and that seems to be lost somewhere. I don't know why. But, um, I think this ladies' championship will show that. I think we're going yeah. to see some really close, close call racing because it's not, it's not sort of, elite league standard but it will still be good racing because it's close racing and I think, uh, I I think that's a point that's missing with Speedway yeah. today it's all about big names and it's not 
you know, it's it's not the be all and end all of speedway. Speedway is competitive racing at all levels. Yeah, and I, I was like, I, I I don't think necessarily that Elite League Speedway is always the best speedway. And I, um, myself, Rob came with all experienced speedway in our time in in the second tier um, and and the third tier as well. And I think as you as you move down the leagues, the racing almost is better as you say you've got rather than two riders clearing off into the distance or a, or a train of riders um you've got four riders really battling together and um what i what i've tended to think over the past few years my mindset has almost changed and and although i'm a big king's Lynn fan um i don't i always look to to the development leagues as well because i want to see who this who this next person is coming through the ranks who who's potentially going to break into the National League. And I think Kane would probably agree with me uh, and Rob as well. The National League this year is is really exciting. Um, and there's some real good names in there. And and I know we've we're, we're talked about going to fixtures. And I think we'll probably look to go to some, some uh, development fixtures as well. Because I think it's important that these events are supported as well, Steph. Obviously, you spoke about getting a, um, a shot in the arm about being being involved in a in a competitive meeting but to be at a track with lots of fans around there must be an exciting prospect for you Steph. Oh it definitely is um just seeing when I've been introduced on the on the track whenever I've been racing and the whole stand is just full of people cheering it just gives me goosebumps really so if if everyone can be encouraged to go to like even their local track or look on the fixtures to see what could be a good meeting and actually make the travel to that place and watch the meeting and then just go spread it to their friends to get more people interested and show how um like full pace speedway is and the thrill of what you get for when you watch it just to carry on and build in the support again yes and and Alan, I don't, I don't want to let you leave this evening without just um, revealing some of the things that we talked about yesterday, and particularly how involved you've been in Speedway over the years. Uh, are you still, you're still the machine examiner at Kent? Yes, I will be again this year, although we've changed tracks because of the loss yeah. of Central Park. Yeah, I'd, I'm still going to have that role at, at Iway. And some of the, I mean, this one's, this one's amazing for me. You, uh, you started mechanicking for Ulrich Ostergaard. Back in 2016, when they won the Elite League title against Reading, I think I think many people will Further remember. Back, actually, 2006 that was. Yeah. Oh, sorry, up at 2000. Yeah, 2006. <laughs> time flies now when you're having fun. But yeah. I think yeah, everybody not... remembers those heats, particularly Heat 14 with Richard Hall, and then Heat 15 with Sullivan and and Anderson over. Yeah, and, Anderson. and just remember the the crowds on the side there. And and you've also. Um, Mechanics for like Christoph Stojanowski, Richard Sweetman, who Rob, Rob will be well aware of at Swindon. Yeah. Ryan Sedgman, Kurt Shields, um, and then also Davey Watt in, in an Elite League Riders Championship. And you've worked yeah. alongside other greats such as Lee Adams and Nicky Pedersen. So you, you've always been heavily involved in Speedway. Um, and I find it great that you've, you've, you've agreed to be the coordinator of this championship. And for somebody who's got such a history and obviously has a great passion for Speedway, you must be excited by what's going to happen this year. Yeah, well, with, with the ladies' championship particularly, yeah. I yeah, mean, particularly I, with the ladies' championship. I, I think yeah. that's, you know, I, Speedway 
is pretty much controlled. The the three leagues are pretty much under control by the BSPA, and and that is what it is. But yeah, I I, I enjoy amateur speedway. It, it's competitive. Yeah. Um, it follows the same rules, and the racing's close. But I'm I'm really excited about this ladies' championship. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really special. I think it's yeah. going to be something that is going to surprise a lot of people at the level and the standard of racing. And um, I, I just think it's going to go from strength to strength now. Brilliant. And, you know, probably rounding off now, I just want to, and I think I'll speak on behalf of Kane and Rob as well, I want to wish you all the very best, Alan. Um, and I hope this, this event runs really smoothly. And I hope in the future, it'll progress onto new things and you can still stay involved. And for you, Steph, I, I wish you all the luck in the world. I, I'd love to see you get that, that development spot in a, in a Southern and Midlands or a, a, a Northern junior league. Um, but just enjoy your time with the wizards this season. And I hope you enjoy your speedway and progress onto another level. And I find it really exciting. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that I have, I have followed female speedway. I haven't. But I, I will show a great interest in it now because it's been great talking to you and listening to to the passion and what drives you onto the next level. So I can't, I can't speak highly enough, and I, I wish you all the best for the for this season. Hopefully Thank you very people, much. Hopefully, and Alan. Also, I, w- I would like to say, Nathan, that you've got to give the utmost credit to Barry Bishop and Marty Whitman yeah. on the Isle yeah. of Wight who've actually had the courage to to make something out of this this ladies' competition. Um, yeah. I think last year's races showed how good it can be. And I think, you know, with a little bit of encouragement, they've, they've, they've gone the whole hog now and, and actually made a championship out of it. And all credit to them, because without them, I don't think there would be any other clubs that would have had the courage to have a go and I think they'll they'll reap the benefit of it because I think they'll draw a lot of extra support over to the island because yeah. it's going to be really good I, I promise you it's going to be really good yeah and um yeah and, and of course I think Barry um and, and <coughs> you you mentioned can't they've done a great deal on the island and I know they've met some challenges along the way but I, I think they've they've responded with great dignity yeah, uh, absolutely. In, yeah. in the face of adversity, I would call it. And I think me, Robin Kane, have all seen some of the things that have happened on the island and that have come over yeah. to uh, to the UK. And it, at times, we've, we we feel disappointed and let down by the stance. And, and this is why I want to hear the other side of the story as well. I want to give the, the BSPA a chance to come and speak to us, speak out um, why they, they, they haven't supported these lower leagues and women in Speedway. But... I'll save that for another day. I want to thank you two for coming on the show. But before you leave us, we have a quick fire. If you've listened to the show before, for all our guests, we have a quick fire 10 questions, which Rob takes control of. If you'd be happy just to answer these 10 questions for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll have a go. Yeah. Brilliant. Nothing too tricky, nothing too taxing, but I'll hand it over to Rob and he'll fire the questions at you. Okay, perfectly. So um, we'll start, Alan. We're gonna, we're going to start with you, and then we'll, we'll we'll finish we'll finish with Steph if that's if that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So um, the questions are going to be slightly different for Alan than they are for Steph, but um, 
yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll head for as, as as Nathan said. It's nothing to uh, nothing nothing there to trip you up. It's just just some um, quick questions. So, um, question number one, Alan, um, your favourite track? Uh, it's got to be the Isle of Wight. Okay. Um, sport you would be involved in if it wasn't speedway? Uh, still motorcycling, uh, road racing. Okay. Um, three, uh, funniest rider you've mechanicked for? How many? Sorry, I missed that. I said a funniest rider you've mechanicked for. Funniest? Yeah. Uh, I suppose Auric. Auric had his moments. We always had a good time, yeah, that's for sure. Did a lot of miles in a van together. Um, yeah, Auric's my favourite, really. Okay. Um, number four, your favourite favourite moment in Speedway? Say again? Uh, your favourite moment in Speedway? Favourite moment? Yeah. I think with Ulrich winning the uh, the Elite League Championship that night, beating Reading, that that was probably one of the the most sensational nights racing I, I've ever been involved in. Yeah, that was um that was quite the comeback. To be fair, that one that was yeah, that, well, that was sticks in the memory for for everyone because <laughs> they were well behind from the Reading League. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, they used two tacticals, didn't they? I believe well, they might have been more than two tacticals back there. I think they used a whole lot, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, in both legs. Uh, it was great. It was good. I can imagine. Um, your uh, three three best things, in your opinion, about Speedway. About Speedway. Yeah, three best things. Crikey, that's difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the fact that it's motorcycles, because motorcycles have have been my life from a very young age and still continuing. Um, I think the skill level is different because it's so back to front to normal motorcycling. Yeah. Um, that's interesting that you, you do the opposite thing almost to get into a corner. Um, and I like the people. I do like a lot of the people that are involved with Speedway. I must say they're, they're pretty close knit sort of set up. Yeah. Okay. Um, number six. Uh, if you remember, where was your? Where was the? Where was the first meeting you watched? Where? Where? Where was it? The first meeting you watched. What first ever meeting? Yeah, the first ever meeting you went to. If you can remember. I think I went to Wimbledon when I was very mid-teens, but I don't even remember it. But I suppose when I picked when I stopped road racing and picked up Speedway. It, it would have been Eastbourne. Um, Arena Essex was the nearest, but I was never very fond of the track. But I've yeah. always liked Eastbourne as a track as well. And yeah. and good people at Eastbourne. I like the people at Eastbourne. Okay. Um, number seven, uh, the, the best manager you've seen. <coughs> best best team manager. manager? Yeah, best team manager. Team manager. Uh, Trevor Gear at Eastbourne. Yeah, I like Trevor a lot. Very good team manager. Um, and the Kent guy, uh, I like Chris Hunt. I think he's he's sort of got it under control. So they're probably my two favourite team managers. Okay. Um, obviously, with the with the news that the the two Russian riders, Sajunov and Lukita, won't be in the World Championship this season, there's a slightly mm. different 
uh, lineup for you, but who do you think will be the 2022 world champion? Oh, that's a tricky one. It'd be nice to see um, to see a young Brit come through. I suppose, I suppose that's a possibility. Um, honestly, don't know. I just don't know where that's going to go. I'd like to see one the first round and just see who's who's showing good form from the beginning. I don't think it'll be a runaway. Okay. Think, Have I, you got like a two or three? You think will go close? I'll put. I'll push for for a name or two. I think I'll push for a name or two. You might be testing uh, my knowledge of who's actually riding in it this year. To be honest. Um, Waffenden, Waffenden, Lambert, Bewley, top three. I mean, if Waffy's really fit again, I, I, I don't think you can ever ride him out. Tremendous skill. Um, and also, it was nice that I was sort of at Rye House with an Aussie lad when Ty was there riding. So yeah. that that's a nice connection. Yeah, let's say Ty. Okay. He, I think he could do it. He could certainly do it. Okay. Uh, penultimate question now. Um, your favourite, your favourite rider, either now or in the past. Well, from the past, and although he's still riding, obviously Ulrich, having had such a, a close association with him for a few, quite a few years. Um, who do I look to? I like Tom Brennan. I think he's he's going to be good, Tom. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tom Brennan. Okay, and then the all important tenth question: um, <laughs> Swindon, <laughs> Swindon Robbins, Kingsland Stars, or Workington Comets for any reason could be literally anything. You like the track, you like the burger, anything. Wh- which one? Say them again: Swindon, Swindon, Kingsland, or Workington. If you had to pick one, oh, Workington, I hate it because it was so far away. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kings Lean, I like Kings Lean. Um, and I particularly like one of the World Cup rounds they did up there. That yeah. was in 2017, I think. That think was a have. good meeting. Yeah. But yeah. Having, having been to Swindon, because I worked down Swindon Way for many years. And in fact, that's probably thinking back to your previous question. I think it was going to Swindon because I was lodging near Swindon. I started going to Swindon Speedway. And I think, to be honest, that's what got me back into Speedway. And I do like the Swindon track, to to be fair. Um, I just hope it comes back. There's so many rumours about it. Absolutely, yeah. Will it come back or not? But And then I had a spell down there with Richard Sweetman, so... I, I do like Swindon as well, thinking about it. <laughs> so out of those three, Swindon. Lovely. That's that's the perfect that's oh, the best that's no. the best answer you could have given that. Boom. Love it. Love it. That's, that puts me two one up, that does on guests. So I'm loving life. If if Steph can say Swindon in a bit, that'll be uh, I'll open well, up stop a bit. Putting words in people's <laughs> mouths, please. Stop leading the answers. Okay, well thanks very much, Alan. That's, that was perfect, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks, right. Um, okay. Now I listen to what Steph's got to say. Yeah, so the, the, the questions, the, the couple of questions will be slightly different for you, Steph. Obviously, the last one's going to okay. be the same. So just just remember that you got to say Swindon for the last one. 
um so uh question number one your favorite track i've got to say i'll white by the way that's fine um number two sport you'd be involved in if it wasn't speedway football because that's all i ever watch apart from speedway oh okay who's your who's your football team you're a liverpool fan aren't you i am worse and worse Um, so funniest, uh, funniest rider you've raced with? Oh, um, I have to just say, Jamie Seeley, he's always the joker about in the pits whenever he's at the island. Yeah, I, be- I believe he's a Swindon fan as well. So look at that, That's, everyone's got great tests, I think. So, um, number four, your favorite, favorite moment in Speedway so far. Riding or watching or any? Uh, either. We'll go with either. So I wanted to, uh, when the Isle of Wight probably won the knockout cup in the early 2000s, I remember being in the spare room at my parents with my dad on the computer watching the updates. Yeah. And we were just elated when we saw it updated <laughs> to say that we had won. So I think that's probably the best memory I've had moment perfect perfect um uh number five your uh, in your opinion the three best things about speedway oh so as a rider's point of view i'll say the adrenaline you get yeah um the teamwork whenever i've had a problem with my bike or anything and my teammates would be instantly there either offering me to buy their bike or helping me with it that and then also the family aspect we have at the island where everyone's included yeah perfect okay um number six uh where did you where did you finish in your first race in your first competitive race third i believe oh okay do you uh, do you remember who it was against or it was the summer spectacular in 2018 i believe in september um yeah, I think one of the other riders came off and I had to dodge him. I'm a lot better now than what I was then. So. <laughs> Troy Proctor didn't even get off the start line in his first race. No, he didn't. No, he packed up at the start line. In it. Oh, no, he hit the tapes, didn't he? Ty Proctor he, hit the tapes. he hit the tips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He rolled at the start, I think. So, you, yeah, you, uh, you finished your first race. That's the, that's the important thing. Yes, yeah, so I Ty didn't I didn't manage that. stall it on the start. I didn't touch the tapes. I was quite happy. I was quite quick out at the start that night. <laughs> Perfect. Um, number seven, um, best manager you've raced under or you've seen? Um, I've only ever really... Um, I've raced under Kevin Shepherd, who's a great guy on the island. Um, was it last year or a few years ago, we had Tony Kirk, who's a joker and he has said he'll help me out in the pits this year as well so it's either out of them two really okay um number eight i'll press press you for a name here your who do you think will win the world championship this season i've always got a back woofy really yeah <laughs> you, you can't really write him off any year really no i think that puts him ahead of smiles look now in the uh in the in uh in the quick fire 10 i think so um, number nine, your your favourite speedway rider? Lee Adams, hands down. That's who my speedway suit and everything is 
inspired by? Uh, I had a feeling it would be actually having seen the having seen your scene. We're, we're in real trouble here, Kane, because I know yeah, we're yeah, 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 yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowhere close to ten. Do I, Kane? I've got Louis on next week. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> what, even uh, Ty didn't see Workington. I, I just don't think anyone likes Workington, mate. I mean, you're, just, I do. you're on to things, you know. Yeah. I do. I suppose so, someone's got two, I suppose. I'll, I'll do the questions next week. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, the all-important one, the last, uh, Swindon Robins, Kingsley Stars or Workington Comets? Well, I've only been to one track, and that's Swindon. Oh. And I got to meet Lee Adams there, so it's got to be that. Oh. <laughs> Three, one up. Look at that. <laughs> what a result. What a, oh, You guys can come on again. That's brilliant. <laughs> Uh, that, that, thank you very much. That, that's perfect, really. Lovely. Yeah, well, um, I think that, that that wraps up the show tonight. So thank thank you, Steph, and thank you, Alan, for coming on. Um, just to go over those dates again. So anyone who's interested in the uh, Women's Championship this year, um, Isle of Wight, three-round series on the 14th of July, the 28th of July, and the 2nd of August. Um, we just wish you all the best, Alan, um, in your in your in running that and with you Steph um, hopefully you're in it we would like to think that you'll be in it um, and we wish you all the best in the championship but thank you for joining us next week on the show um, Kane Rob I'm getting really excited now because it's one step closer to the start of the season and we can start previewing some some actual meetings next week so next week we've got Louis Kerr coming on the show as he previews his testimonial we also have Josh Orty's testimonial and the Peter Craven memorial to look forward to. So, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm quite excited about these ones. Can't yeah, wait. I can't it's wait. Here. Yeah, the speedway season's finally going to start. It's not so good. It's not as good when your team isn't running, but it, you still get you still get a certain excitement once you once you get the spring, don't you? So. Yeah. So, but but anyway, thanks thanks again for Steph and for Alan for joining the show. Thank you, Kane and Rob, once again for hosting on the show, and we look forward to next week. Thank you all for listening and see you again. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.